It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all, and happy April to all. I want to welcome you to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I'd like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And you are all in for a very special, special day today because I am just overly excited to have with me my returning diva, Deb Matlock. And her and I are going to chat about sacred nature connections. We have been talking about this topic for a couple months, and it is just, there's so much to cover in it that we just decided in April we're going to keep going on it, especially with it being springtime here in the States. So, Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Yes, absolutely. Happy April, everybody. Um, As Joyce said, my name is Deb Matlock, and I'm coming to you today from Colorado. And I have a small business called Wild Rhythms, where the focus is on nurturing the sacred and deep connection between humans and the the earth and all the animals living on this earth. And um, I offer programs, retreats, and trainings for people, uh, professional practitioner trainings for people who would like to include this kind of work in their own offerings for their clients. And I'm just really looking forward to our conversation today, and I really love these these monthly conversations. I think we always go to so many inspiring places that I, I am always leave with a, a lightness in my own heart from these calls as well. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for that, Deb, and so do I. I mean, it just I'm always excited, and it just, it just puts a, a spring in me when I hear hear what we're going to talk about. And after our chats, we just open up so many different areas for pe- our listeners to view into. And I just love it. I love sharing with others like this. This is just beautiful. And while you were talking about, I'm going to quickly ask you if some of our listeners were hearing and saying, well, I would like to connect with Deb. I like some of the topics that she was introducing that she has. What is a good way for our listeners to get a hold of you and connect with you so they can get involved in some of your workshops and what you offer them? Oh, yeah, thank you so much for asking. My website is wild-rhythms.com. People can also find I have a Facebook group um, called Sacred Connection, Earth, Animals, and Spirit. So if people are Facebook fans, mm-hmm. uh, we can connect that way as well. And uh, I would love to connect with anybody um, who wants to chat about any of this stuff. So, Okay, perfect, perfect. And we will include your links below on this podcast. So, But, oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, as we continue on Sacred Nature Connections, there's something I would kind of like for us to explore today about the communication and dialogue with the more-than-human world. How do you approach that when you start to share with some of your clients about this, about communicating with more than the human world? 
Yeah, I you know, I I think one of the first things to to really look at here is what do we mean by the more than human world? And it's it's one of those phrases that I think the first person to coin that phrase was an author, David Abrams, in a book called Spell of the Sensuous um, many years ago. And it's it's a way to describe, you know, that there's humans and then there's a whole lot of other beings in our community. And and yet if we if we say humans and non humans, then we're kind of centering humans as the most important, you know, or humans and mm-hmm. other than humans sort of says humans are the norm. But the humans and the more than human, it's just like there's there's so much life. It's we are a piece of it, but it's so much more than us. You know, we're an important part as humans. And life the four-letter word of life is so much bigger than just humans. And so I love the, the way to say it as the more-than-human world. And, and by that, I'm, I'm personally saying birds and animals and rivers and trees and landscapes and the sky. And, you know, what if, what if every other expression of life has the ability to communicate in some way? You know, that's a question that I, I personally like to hold in my heart because I think that that question can pull us along on some really amazing journeys in our on our daily lives. But the first thing I say to people is to think about what does a more-than-human world mean to you? Because for some people it might really focus only on animals or only on plants, or and for other people it might be, you know, bodies of water. For some people it might be all of that. But it's it's really a cool place for us to say, what does it mean to each of us? And that's a really good starting place when we're talking about communication and dialogue. Uh, oh, I so so agree with you. And I, when I think of more than human world, I just love all the examples you gave because that's what I think of. I think of everything. I mean, the sky with the beautiful clouds in it and even the air outside because sometimes when – there's different weather changes comes in the weather the air will feel a damper or a dryness to it and the trees how they change seasons and the grasses and i mean it's just to me it's just everything out there in the whole world is more than human and we can talk about that in the world and i just i love how you said that it includes so much and we're we're all, to me, we all form a web where we all connect together. And if we just open our hearts to listen to what nature and the outside world is trying to tell us like that, oh, I just I just think it's such a beautiful experience. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I, and I think it, it allows us to live our lives from from an orientation of being part of better than. You know, and I think that that's a, a really important orientation is to realize that we're part of this magical dance on this amazing planet, you know, and, and all the mystery. Um, you know, we're not the center stage. We're not the we're not the solo singer on the, on the opera, you know, because we wouldn't be able to sing at all if it wasn't for all the other life. I mean, it just it just makes me feel very humble, and I think it's a good reminder. Um, I know I personally, as a human, I, I appreciate that reminder that, you know, I am just a piece of this amazing dance. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not center stage, and I don't want to be. You know, I want to be no. on the stage altogether as a chorus. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. We all have bring. It's kind of like we're all. I love that we're part of the magical dance, and we all bring our unique giftness gift to it. 
whether it be a human, whether it be an animal, whether it be the trees, whatever we bring, we can all dance together in a magical, magical dance, as you said. And we each have a unique gift to offer that the other one can cherish and benefit from, too. And when we combine them all, oh, my goodness, what a beautiful world it is. Yeah, exactly. And and it, I feel like it also can take some of the pressure off of being a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if we, if we think about the more than human world and, and the, the, the communication and dialogue and connection and all those things can happen outside of our own species as well, um, you know, does it allow us to, to take a breath with each other and, and does it allow us to, to um, you know, see our partners as one beautiful part of our life but not the person that's supposed to be there for everything, you know, that can take all the, you know, because maybe we can go for a walk outdoors and, and maybe some of, of the emotions we're dealing with we can we can share with the land around us. You know, I think it just really, it just opens up our community, our idea of community, and I know we've spoken about that in previous episodes, but that idea of community being humans and all the other beings. And I think this idea of communicating with the more than human world is a key part of that. Oh, yes. Oh, I feel the same way because it's just, I mean, just like this morning when I was outside, the birds were just singing so beautiful. And it's just realizing that they are all part of this magical dance in this world. And what they bring, it's It's just beautiful music. I mean, it, cardinals, I call them red birds, but they are so beautiful to me. And when they sing, it is just like, oh, my word, there's an angel from heaven singing is what I, how I feel. And it's just it's just enjoying that and uh, letting go and realizing what an important part they are playing in your life and how much they are bringing to you. And like the other morning, we woke up and had snow on the ground here, and I threw out some feed for them. And I'm like, what a little thing we can each do. And in return, then, they are singing their beautiful music. And it's just co-creating that dance together is how I feel, is how I look at it with the more-than-human world out there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, co-creating the dance together. Yes, that that just gave me chills when you said that. And I think, you know, the more that we think of it that way, the more we can actually open ourselves up to the, the possibilities that we are in a constant dialogue with all of life around us. You know, I think so often with animal communication and nature communication, people talk about, you know, having a telepathic session with your dog, which is a perfectly valid and it's one way to do it, you know, having a telepathic animal communicator, you know, and I think that, that that is one piece of the bigger story. And it's an important piece, but I think the bigger story is that there are so many ways we can engage in this communication and, and that we are actually doing it all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. And so what can be really fun is when we open ourselves up to it and, and we sort of say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be more aware of it and play around with it a little bit you know, and sort of see where it goes, with, you know, where it takes us and where our natural abilities take us because everybody has abilities to communicate and to be in this deep dialogue and this deep connection with the more than human world. I'm convinced of it. You know, I've worked with people for mm-hmm. 25 years and mentored people in, in various forms of this, and I, I honestly am convinced that it's it's as natural for us as breathing. You know, what's, what's weird is that it's a recent part of human history where we've kind of started to embody the story that this is 
crazy, woo-woo, you know, you can't talk mm-hmm. to the tree, you can't talk. But if you look at human history across cultures and across time, it was this dialogue, this collaborative dance, as you said, that is, I think, you know, at the root of 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 our species. You know, it's yes. it's it's not like it's a new thing. It's yeah. it's really not. What's new is us saying that you can't do it, right. <laughs> or that it's, it's, it's only what the weird people do. <laughs> exactly. I I think the world or humans have thought. Some people have just thought, oh, that can't be. It it just can't be that way. Like you said, they're weird people if they communicate with animals and talk to their animals or talk to the tree or the plants or the birds. And it's like, no, when you like you said, when you go back in history and look at how things were years and years ago, they did that. They communicated. They all lived together more. And now we're all, like you said, it's kind of people think, oh, I'm weird because I can talk to my dog. I can communicate with him. I can hear what he's trying to tell me or feel what he's trying to say. And it's just, I agree with you too. I have heard that so much that each one of us has it inside of us to be able to do that. It's just listening and being in tune with your own intuition and opening up to do it. Letting your heart tell, listen to what your heart is saying. Let the ego and the mind sometimes go away and follow your heart. And you'll be amazed how you can communicate with some more than you in the world is how I, how I often look at it. I would agree. And I think, you know, and the beautiful thing is, is that we, you know, there are passages in the Bible that talk about, you know, gaining wisdom from the more than human world. There are passages in all the religions and all the cultures. And, and I think what we can ask ourselves is, okay, so, you know, who am I as an individual? What stories have I been told? You know, what belief systems are really important to me? And then how do I, from, from those places, open myself and say, okay. You know, because I, I had one client who was, um, you know, in a very um, – uh, multi-generational, deeply fundamentalist Christian family. And and she was the one who actually pulled these Bible verses out and sent them to me. <laughs> I thought, you know, but she was trying to find it within her own story and within her own culture, a way to honor the experiences that she was feeling she was having. And she was just beside herself excited when she thought, oh, my gosh, well, of course, why would why would this be against anything? It's It's all about being compassionate and beautiful and empathetic and all the things that, you know, um, go with when you have a communicative relationship. And so, yeah, that openness, you know, so so first understanding what we each mean by the more than human world, and then the next piece is just letting ourselves be open to to the idea that that communication can take many forms and look many ways, and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't just have one one way of expressing itself. And And I think that's a really important point I want to make sure we hit on really hard today, because um, I've met a lot of people over the years who literally think that communicating with other species is a something that only like specially gifted people can do, and b mm-hmm. it has to look and feel a certain way. You know, maybe they have had yeah. a session with their dog and, and a certain communicator, and then they've gotten their mind that that one way that that communicator did it is the only way. And mm-hmm. and the truth of the matter is, I, I want to just scream, no, 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 because. <laughs> Um, you know, just like any authentic relationship, you know, our our way of doing it and our way of communicating 
is unique. You know, like the way that we interact with the humans in our lives, you know, we don't, it's not the same as maybe somebody else does or even with each person. You know, we have different ways of interacting. You know, we mm-hmm. learn this neighbor I need to talk to this way or, or this person I need to give her, a, I need to call her or give her a text before I call her or, you know, we just learn the little nuances of communication. And so um, being open to that, that learning process for ourselves I think is almost more important than anything else. Oh yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you because I've I've heard that too. Each one communicates with it in a totally different way. And I mean it's kinda like ten people can walk outside at the same time and each one is probably going to notice something different than the other. And I it's and that's great because that's what's inside of you and that's what you're seeing first and so it's just a a small example of how we all communicate in a different way and I've heard that said so many times even with humans people can read something and each one will interpret it just a little different way than the other and it doesn't mean that they're all wrong or only one's right it's just a little bit of a different interpretation of it. And so I think it's the same with animal communication or animal communication or communicating with more than human in the world. You each have your own unique way of doing it. And the animals to me, they communicate back differently to different people. I mean, my husband yeah. and I, the animals communicate totally different to him than they do to me. It's it's just amazing how different. And when you really start to open yourself up, you can really start to notice what a unique way they each have, too, of communicating with different people. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's a really good point, how the communication comes back, you know, mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, somebody, especially if it's an animal that we live with, you know, like a dog or a cat or a horse or an animal that is domesticated and part of our family, you know, we're going to have a very different level of communication than perhaps a wild coyote that's running through our yard. But it doesn't mean that there's not still communication there. And that's Mm -hmm. where I also think it is like we we can get stuck is thinking that it's always going to feel the same, even if we figure out, okay, the way that I like to do it or this, this, and this. The reality is what we really want to do, I think, is be open to all the ways that not only can we communicate, but that we can have the communication come back to us. You know, and there are, like, a few different ways if we look at communication um, that I think, you know, we can we can chat about those here. And I think probably the listeners are all going to go, oh, well, I do that. Oh, yeah, I've, I've had that experience, you know. But I didn't think of myself as communicating with the more-than-human world when that happened. And so I think it's a little bit of that paradigm shift of, of just like you said, it's we're talking about relationships here, and those are not static, and they're not standardized. Mm-mm. You know, no. I mean, different squirrels, same species, but different squirrels in, in my backyard where I kind of, you know, I'm out there a lot, and they're familiar with me, and, you know, we see each other. Um, I have They behave differently. They behave differently. Different squirrels behave differently with my dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. One of them will taunt the dogs from the fence, and the other one will stay up in the tree. And you know they're different. It's all it's all just because we're all individuals, I think, which is really really cool. <laughs> like, yes. You know. Yes. But um, but yeah, and I think if if 
if people are curious about this, you know, we can ask ourselves, so in what way do I hear the voices, if, if I'm able to hear, you know, the voices of the more than human world? And you mentioned earlier the, the red bird, you know, the, the cardinal songs. You know, we can hear songs. We can hear wind in the leaves of a tree. We can hear the rustling of water. You know, we can hear snakes slithering through dried up leaves, you know. Um, we can hear chatter. We can hear stressed out chatter, you know, like it's really not hard. I don't think you have to be a wildlife specialist to walk by a tree where there's a bird nest, like maybe robins. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that there is a predatory bird like a jay or maybe a little hawk also in that tree, you know, because they're mm-hmm. shrieking and there's all this activity and there's this chaos and it feels like stress. You know, you can hear it, you can feel it. You mm-hmm. look up and go, oh, my goodness, look, there's that, that big blue jay is right there looking at that robin's nest. No wonder they're freaking out. Right. We're not any different, you know. If we had little mm-hmm. babies laying in a cradle and – somebody came along to try to take our babies we would freak out you know so i think we can give ourselves a lot of credit for just being like so similar to other beings you know so one question is what do we hear what sounds do we hear in the landscape and what stories do those sounds tell us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yes definitely and even our feelings i mean how do you feel when you're outside in nature does it, or even like being outside during the day in the sunlight, what kind of feeling do you have? Grasp hold of those feelings and realize what they're like compared to being outside in a beautiful moonlight. It's To me, it's going to be different feelings. So if you say, well, I, I don't hear the things like uh, you're talking about, do the feelings, because I think feelings come into play huge when you're looking, too, at more than human world and how to communicate with it, because you can have all kinds of different feelings or the or the breeze coming across your face, what a feeling that is, or even rain, if you're outside in a warm rain and the feeling of it coming down on you. Just feel it, too, as much as hear it, and the smells, and you can just start to use all of your senses is kind of how I look at it is how I experience a lot of the more than human world too other than hearing my animals and hearing things is the feeling and the smell of it too absolutely in fact sensory awareness is is one of the the key points that that I think is so important to this is is you know um, seeing and feeling and and tasting if it's safe i wouldn't just taste random plants that you don't know but you know if you taste uh-huh. a strawberry and it's really juicy and sweet that tells you something about the soil the plant the, the season you know all kinds of things um it tells you you know if you if you if you're um eating the leaves off of a dandelion and they're really bitter it tells you the story there's a possibility that that plant already flowered versus if they haven't yet, you know, so that all of these sense, the sensory awareness is a definite window. You know, we are sensory beings, and that is something that we share with a lot of other beings. And so that is a definite window for communication. And, you know, with, with the hearing thing, it's it's not only what we can hear in our landscape, but what we might possibly hear in our minds, you know. We might hear messages. We might not. But being mm-hmm. open to the possibility that 
we're standing there with that with that uh, bird sitting on the fence, and we're we're just you know you're you know gardening, and the birds just watching, and there may be something that we hear, and that's not a weird, unnatural thing, you know. It's something to go, oh, that's curious, interesting, you know. And and I feel like it's kind of fun just to say, what is it? Whether I'm hearing it out of me or from what feels like maybe within me, um, you know, it's it's all a valid piece. So adding that to the sensory awareness of just letting ourselves slow down and focus on our own senses um, and move into a rhythm that isn't, you know, rushing from here to there while we're staring at our phone, while we're talking to our, our uh, kid, while we're, you know, um, but instead mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to go outside now and let my senses guide me. Even if that's walking from the car to the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. a one-minute mm-hmm. walk, we can we can put our phone away and we can say, I'm going to focus on my senses here and just what stories I can sense from the landscape, from the more-than-human oh. world. Oh, yes. Oh, that that is just beautiful. When you were talking about the gardening and the birds and just listening to them, I just... I, that just warmed my heart because I do that all the time. Even if I walk outside and there's just birds sitting in the trees, I'm like, what are they trying to tell me right now? What what do I feel that they're saying to me? Even though they're not saying anything, what are what are they what feel are they trying to get to me? What message do they want me to hear today? And it is it is just amazing how you can uh, feel that and hear them when you just Tune into it, and like you said, put your phone away and just focus on that and not all the busy to do lists that we think we have to do you have to you have to put those aside in my for me anyway, I have to put all that aside and just go out and just co- concentrate on being outdoors and enjoying what nature has to offer you, like you said, if it's just a moment even. It'll, for me, it revives me. It gives me that, oh, okay, I got that burst of energy. And maybe that's what the birds were giving me when I saw them just sitting in the tree. They were like, she needs a little bit of energy, and that's what we're going to give off to her. And there are many times I just feel that. It's just an all-good overfeeling again. So, yeah, you can experience it in so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the part, if if people take one thing away from our, our conversation today. It's that mm-hmm. there is not one way and there certainly is no quote unquote right way to right. communicate and to engage in dialogue with the more than human world. It's it's something as natural as breathing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's really it's living relationships and so it's always going to be a little different. And I think that that's the part that a lot of our hearts need to hear because I've I've definitely met people who've who've been told, well, you have to do it this way or you're not doing it. And honestly, it gets yeah. me really angry. <laughs> I think about they went to some workshop somewhere that were, they were told there's only one way you can do this, and if you don't do it, you know, it's ridiculous because none of us can get inside anybody else's relationships. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's really up to us to just be open and to say, okay, I'm going to let myself experiment with what I see, what I hear, what I feel, you know, what does my intuition tell me, you know, what – what does it t- what does it tell me when something tastes a certain way? What does it tell me when the landscape looks a certain way? You know, let me just sort of say how are all the different ways that I can, as an individual, engage in the story of life around me. 
you know, and then we can start asking ourselves, and how do I communicate back? What do I do to make this a two-way story? Yes, yes. And to be able, like you said, a two-way story, to be able to give and to receive it back, too, and the beauty that comes with that. And just, like, you can experience it in so many ways. I mean, even just driving down the road, like, before we came on the podcast, you were talking about the baby calves that you're seeing out and about that are being born now in the springtime. I mean, even just seeing them can add such a little different perspective to your life if you open yourself up to accept that. So, yeah, I'm like you. There is no right way. There's no wrong way. Each one has their own unique way of experiencing the more than human world. Yeah, and if we start out with just being open, you know, mm-hmm. the, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> yes, yes, they are, definitely. Oh, Deb, this interview has gone so quickly again. This was so much fun. I just loved every moment of it and all the beautiful, beautiful words that you shared and advice for people to connect and with the more than human world. I want to thank you so much, Deb, for all the information you provided today and all the nurturing to the people to help them get started on listening and feeling and all of it, just everything, that there is no right or wrong way, as you said. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's my honor, and I, I enjoyed it as well, and I sure appreciate our conversations. Oh, well, thank you, and so do I. And I am so excited. I want to thank all of our listeners today for listening to this incredible interview with Deb Matlock. And be sure and share this podcast with all your family and friends. And Deb will be back again in one more month, and it will be another exciting interview. And we will have her links posted below this podcast so that you can connect with Deb and get some more valuable information. And be sure to check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. And remember, go out in nature and just figure out the way that you can best communicate with the more than human world. And don't feel that you've got to do it one way. Always are the right way. Whatever works for you. And be sure to be kind to all. Give your animals a hug and share your love with them. Until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.